0: Twenty-third, which is Tuesday this week. I was really seeking God. Meditating on these scriptures and what, did he, what he'd done to demonstrate his faithfulness to me. And I wrote this. This is what I felt the Lord tell me. He said, focus on seeking me. Sorry, I can't read my writing. Focus on seeking me. Pursue my face, my presence above all else. Fix your eyes straight ahead, for I'm calling you forward in your relationship with me. I will guide you and instruct you in the way you should go. Put away the distractions and seek my face. Turn your ear so you can hear my voice clearly. All you need is found in me. It's up to you to ask. Seek and knock. When you pursue the things of God, you will find and receive more than you thought was available.
1: I was uh, listening to another evangelist this week, and he said something that stuck in me, and I haven't been able to get it off my mind. And it goes along with, well, Lord, show me this is where it fits. But he said that the speaker said in the, under the law, the Old Testament, we work for God. Under grace, he works for us. Now, that may offend a lot of you just by what I said. But what that means is he's already completed the work. The work is done. We're under grace, and nothing keeps us from Him. Nothing keeps us out of His presence. Nothing keeps us from receiving His bounty. We got to ask. We got to seek. And when we ask and seek, the Scripture said, Jesus Himself said, You will find. You will find me. And this year, right, we're getting ready to move into the service is different today than normal because we're going to be talking about what God did. In 2017 and our goal for 2018. But while we're here, that's the number one goal for 2018 that we'll get to later on. Is seeking him and his kingdom and his righteousness first over all other things as individuals. And when we do that as individuals, it's going to affect the whole body of Christ. And, And that's our number one goal for 2018 That I'll remind you of in about 20 minutes. But God has jumped the gun because that's the key to everything. He's the key to everything. And in him, there's victory. Father, we thank you. And Lord, we commit to you now. Lord, your presence is here. And Lord, you said to receive you, get the distractions out of the way. So, Father, we ask that you unfold and make known the distractions in our life that keep us from being your child, that keep us from accepting the fullness of you, Lord, because you've done all things, Lord. You've got great plans for all of us. Father, take us down that road. In Jesus' name, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, praise team. A few weeks ago, we showed a nine-minute video that, to be honest with you, took in about half of what we do as a body. But I was trying to give you an idea of all the ministry that goes on at Oakton because it's unbelievable. And I don't say that to lift me up. I say that to lift Christ up first and then you because it wouldn't happen without you. I don't do it all. I don't do hardly any compared to you guys. But but God is doing great things in the body. So that film we watched at the beginning of the month, it's on our website. You can go check it out if you weren't able to be here that week. Tonight and today, I'm going to be sharing. Yeah, tonight and today, that really sounded good. We're going to be here all night. No, but <laughs> amen. I got one amen. But today, we're going to talk about the, the numbers and things that support that. And it's not going to be boring, believe me. Uh, I used to dread this service when I was a kid. But it's talking about the health of the body, and, and I'll be reporting on some things about that. But before we move into that today, um, I want to read a scripture. And before I do that, you'll notice in your bulletin, it says, for the uh, name of the sermon today is capital U, capital R, body. Well, to be honest with you, uh, Norman texted me for the title of the sermon, and I was driving down the highway And so I just text in capital U, capital R, body. It should have said Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-H-E, body. But anyway, that's pretty cool. So you are the body, and and you're the body of Christ. You're the church. And and we sang about that earlier. Uh, Joel and I don't get together and plan this out at all. But I loved it because you're singing, we are the church. We are the hope for this world, of course, in Jesus' name. But that is so true, is that the body, the church, is the hope of this world. Can the world have hope in us through Jesus Christ? Can the world look to us for assistance and, 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 and deliverance in Christ's name? Are we being used of God? We're the body. And as we get the reading about the body today, it's going to talk about parts. And you are a part of that body. If you're a believer here today... You're a part of the body. The open body makes up many parts, 469 or however many there is. You make up the body of Christ. And so we need all parts committed to what God's called them to do. So when we opened up at the beginning of the service today, God, I want to be selfless. I want to seek you with all my heart, soul, and mind. I want nothing but you. When we do that, he's going to show us our part. And when we do our part, the body is successful, and it all ties together. But we're going to read today from 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 12 through 31. The human body has many parts, but many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. And again, if I forget to go back to the the, the, the anchor is Christ, that spirit that's in us. None of, nothing we're talking about today is us. We can't go around with a big head. It's because of Christ in us, that spirit. And we all share that same spirit. Verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not the hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have been made up of many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. So God's anointed you in that part. He's put you just where he wants you. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Verse 21, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we are careful to protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the specific care. So God has put, put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. The reason I'm struggling here is that I'm beating around the bush and, and I did the first service. But, but God's given us body parts that need covered, cover your bodies so that you're not a distraction to the body. And I'm going to stop with that and go on. Amen. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is his part. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others. Those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So I should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts, but now let me show you a way of life that is best for all. And he talks about love. But Christ is very clear through the Apostle Paul that the body has a part. And every one of you have a part of the body. And every part of the body is important. And I don't care what color you are. The Bible is very clear of how rich, poor you are. You all have a part if you're a believer today. So I ask you in 2017, were you the body of Christ like you should have been? In 2018, are you the body that Christ, that part that Christ called you to be? Because it starts as individuals. You know, can we walk around with no arms? Can we walk around with no legs? Can we walk around with no toes? We're a body and we operate as a body. What part of the body are you? What part has God called you to? Are you doing what God's called you to do? Ephesians 3, 9. Says we are chosen to explain every everyone this mystery, mysterious plan that God, the Creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was the use to use the church to display His wisdom in rich variety to all the unseen r- rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And I'm going to get to that later on, but but again, the church was chosen, and this is a great responsibility, an awesome responsibility, an honorable responsibility. God has called us to this world. You are the body. You are the hope for this world in Jesus' name. Commitment to our relationship with Jesus Christ, number one. Commitment to our spouse, number two. Commitment to our children, number three. Commitment to our calling in the church, number four. Commitment to our jobs, number five. Commitment to everything else after that. Today we're going to we're celebrating life. You see the bulletin insert, and 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 we support right to life in Joplin, um, and we're part of the what's that called? I just went blank. Thank you, Life Choices. Isn't that horrible? Uh, but anyway, we support them. There's baskets in the back. And so if anybody wants to give an offering above their tithe to that, it'll be in the back of the end of the services. We have supported Life Choices for as long as I've been around here anyway. I'd say 19 plus years. I'm uh, looking at dad because he was here before I was, but um, man, you're a part of that up there and you're giving and your support. Uh, we take, took one camp down there again this year, uh, gone there for two or three years now And a lot of times you think, well, they're just getting you here to put your time in and get you out of there. Well, something that really got me, and I picked up the Bolton inserts the other day, is the project that me and Randy Crockett were working on this last summer has not moved since we've been there. And that told me they did depend on us to get that done or what got done in that position. And so Oakton, uh, we took 30 kids down there that day, and they've worked in that one camp the last two years with 30-plus kids from our congregation uh, that's something that Oakton does. Again, if you want to give towards that today, there's baskets in the back that you can just write your checks to Oakton or Life Choices or you can, whatever you're comfortable doing on that. At this time, if you are going to Albania or you're going to Liberia, would you just stand up? If you're going to Liberia in May or you're going to Albania in May, there's more than that. Come on, people's, not, people's been shy. You're going to wish you stood if you don't, but look around the room. This is an offering. This is an offering that you can give above your tithe, maybe support one of these guys and gals. And I know some of them has got their full pay or their full monies already, but some of them don't yet. And so maybe go talk to one of them if God puts you on their heart, but it'd be an opportunity to do some missions overseas. Thank you guys. Let's move into 2018. How will God use our body, Oakton, in 2018? How will God use you to be a part of that body? Oakton's mission statement hasn't changed. Oakton's mission statement is go, save, disciple, and sin. Jesus said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever is believers will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Oaken's number one goal goal is to go save disciples sin. We're going to go save disciples sin within. Hey, brother, where was you at last week? Can I help you some way? Last night, I was in at the yard ER till 1110 last night. But, but when we were in there, you know, this go save disciple sin took place. And so whenever we're out as part of the body, we're operating in go save disciple sin. Kay needed somebody last night, went in and prayed. We were praying and, and, and I, 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 I just blurted out, God, we expect healing in Jesus name. And boy, I kind of backed off because I got really firm with that. But right there it says, Jesus' own word says, and they will be healed. We can expect healing because God's the one that gave us permission to go. It's like I said earlier, you know, God is working for us. He's already completed the work. And so we go, we save, we disciple sin. We don't change that message. You know, we do it within, but we do it without. Oakland Carthage have been getting some pretty rough kids and then tell them to try to lead them to Christ. And I led three people to Christ this Thursday night because of that. Give the Lord praise for that. Go, say, disciple, sin. And, and, and guys, I was uncomfortable, believe me. These kids are causing trouble, and I come over and I just start talking to them about sin and how, well, the separation that took place Then how God sent his son because he didn't want the separation to take place. And that we believe in him, we won't perish but have everlasting life. And I looked at one of them and I go... I make mistakes every day, but the blood covers my mistakes. And I shared that with them, and they were getting a hold of it. Amen. Take authority over your home in Jesus' name. That's going, save, disciple, and sin. Your own families, your own kids. Oakton's mission hasn't changed. In 18, it's not going to change. We're going to press in more. Normally, we'll change our vision. And and we change it to some new scripture every year. We went a couple of years ago it was Peter, First Peter. This year it was uh, um, Isaiah sixty one, and and the Lord told me not change it this year because He's not done yet. And so we're staying in Isaiah sixty one. But but you guys remember last year we started in there, and Chip Bren comes in. Nobody told him this, and what did he prophesy over the church? Isaiah sixty one. Arise, shine, for the light has come. The difference was that he shared it out of the Amplified, and that's the only changes I'm making this year. Instead of using the ESV, I'm going to use the Amplified, but it's going to read like this on our vision statement. Arise from the desperation and prostration in which your circumstances have kept them. Rise to new life. It's Christ's house. It's my house. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Isaiah 61. Christ has anointed and appointed every part of the body. The church. That's why the world can have hope. The hope's not in me, believe me. The hope's not in you, but the Christ in you is that hope. And that's what the world has to hang on to. So arise, shine, for the light has come in you. It's in you. And he goes on to say, and we're going to believe this year, and you've heard Jim already prophesied it. It was in our tongue and interpretation a couple of weeks ago. But there will be bigger blessings this year. There will be bigger blessings this, this, this next year. Isaiah 63 goes on to say, and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising Lift up your eyes all around you and see, they will all gather together. They will come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. They're going to be drawn to your light. Your, your presence, Christ's presence in you. But what the tongue and interpretation of the last part said is: don't let it burn out. Don't, don't, don't uh, uh quench the spirit. Because Christ said, I've done it, brothers and sisters. Sons and daughters, I've already done it. Move out in it. Don't quench it. You've asked for it, and I've done it. Are you playing games, or are you serious? Because he's done it. He's taken care of it. You know, people's going to be drawn to us because of that light. And I was reminded of frog gigging as a kid. Doug and Rick and all of us, uh, Friedens and the Morgans, uh, all of us go frog gigging. Man, we had done their chores. I'd always hear Kurt Frieden would start his bike up. He had straight pipes, and he was in a barn, and it echoed for miles. We knew Kurt was done with chores, and he was on his way, so I hurried up and get my chores done, and we'd all get on our motorcycles, and we went hunting or frog gigging all the time. Never knew what a girl was until I was 17 because we was having so much fun. Well, that sounded bad, didn't it? (laughs) Girls are fun, too, guys. The holes we dig, <laughs> and Dad got me in a hole at bored the other night, and I didn't shut up and dug a deeper hole, so I'm going to shut up and move on. Thank you. <laughs> but but these uh, when we be frog frogging out there, snakes would always come to that light, and and I'd hate I hate snakes, and boy, you'd be out there digging, you get ready to get a frog, and you see a snake to your left, you just <laughs> You know, I can remember one time my Uncle Steve was telling me a snake got in his boat when he was out gigging one night. They're drawn to the light. Well, guys, Satan was a snake in the Garden of Eden. And, and guys, to be honest with you, if we're not following God, we're following Satan. And they're going to be drawn to that light. The people of God will be drawn to it too, but the unbeliever will be drawn to that light. And you got something to give, and you're a part of the body, each and every one of you in here. And you need to allow God to use you. It's a big responsibility. As I said earlier in Ephesians, God's called the church. He's chosen the church, you, and his purpose, God's purpose. And all this was to use the church to display his wisdom and his rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. It's a big responsibility. When I was thinking about this the other day, Jim sent this to me, but it was talking about teachers, but I think the responsibility on the believers just as heavy. But he said, Not many of you should become teachers. My brethren, for you know that the teachers will be judged by a higher standard and with greater severity than other people. Thus, we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. God's called us and we're held accountable to see that we follow that, that, that calling. When we get to heaven, you know, Pastor Ken, I ask you to do this, this, and this. What you get done there? Oh, nothing. The Vikings were playing that day. But God gives us Wisdom. And we need to call on him for that wisdom. And Solomon cried out to him, give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before the people for whom can govern this people of yours without such a great, of who is so great. It's a great responsibility. I want you to take your bulletin insert here. And we've got all the officers for 2017 or 18, and they're in this bulletin here. But whatever God's called you to do, it's a, it's a great responsibility. And I challenge you to take this list home and put it on your refrigerator. You put it wherever you're gonna see it and pray for it every day. Pray for the people of God every day, your leaders. How many will do that today? Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we lift all these leaders to you today. Father, all those that have been called out and appointed. And, and Father, I even take this a step further. Even if their name's not in the bulletin, Lord, you gave some to be teachers, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be teachers, some to be tongue talkers, some to be tongue interpretators. Father, some with faith, some with the gift of leadership, some with the gift of help. Father, you've called us all. In some way. And Father, we just lift the whole body before you today. And Father, however you've called us out today. Lord, we ask that you just minister through us and that we accomplish what you called us to accomplish in 2018. Lord, help us to be accountable in Jesus' name. Amen. But the spiritual vision I've already opened the service with today, man, is to draw into him. 'Cause when we draw into him, we're gonna be able to complete everything we just talked about. When we're right with him, we're good with him, man, everything else is taken care of. And he says that himself, Christ, in Matthew six, thirty-three. Beseek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else is gonna wor- work out. So God is in control. This Bible reading together is huge. We're gonna continue pressing into the word, and you've already heard through Sunday school life groups, you know, youth, all this stuff. Guys, I read this today. A buddy of mine put this out, and I put it on my Facebook page. You can look at it, but but he, he, he sent this to his church. He goes, parents, here are some interesting facts. If your child attends every service at church this year, that is only about 78 hours. Sunday school class, Wednesday night activities, of course, will add to that. Now, compare the, the approximately 1260 hours at school, where they are often exposed to secular values and many times negative peer pressures, and then add in the thousand-some hours they will spend on social media and television, you can begin to see why church attendance becomes so important. Help your child to have time to develop Christ-like character and to know God better. That can be done by being in church and also being taught at home. And that's what he sent his congregation, and that's the facts that he had looked up. But I, I think about that, and, and the reason he sent that, he's in Joplin, guys. And if you've, you've heard me talk about they've had a suicide a month for the last four months. October, November, December, and January. That's scary. The hope is in Christ, and you carry Christ. The word is important. Knowing that word. The prayer of agreement but the last thing I, and I think is the most important thing is do not quench the spirit. Keep the unity.